The flight deck is made possible by the generous donors supporting the Museum of Flight. You can support this podcast and the Museum of Flight's other initiatives across the United States and the world by visiting museumofflight.org slash podcast. Hello and welcome to The Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. I am your host, Sean Mobley. Once a year, dozens of R2 units and other droids from the Star Wars universe descend on the Museum of Flight for the R2 Builders Club Expo. This event is amazing. And back in April at the 2018 event, the star of the show, R2-D2 himself, sat down with me in the studio, along with Bob Jacobson, a model maker and member of the R2 Builders Club, to talk about making droids in the real world, robotics, and how the legacy of Star Wars keeps people reaching for a galaxy far, far away. Well, Bob Jacobson, thank you so much for joining me today. Delighted to be here. Now, you are a modeler and member of the R2 Builders Club. I am, and I have R2-D2 here with me. Yeah, we have uh, another guest in the studio. How are you doing today, R2? All right. He said he's happy to be here, too. <laughs> well, I'm happy to, happy to meet you. Big fan. Big fan, R2. Um, so... <laughs> Good sense of humor. Yep, he does. Uh, speaking of sense of humor, I heard earlier, R2, you were playing some music from the cantina, is that right? He can play music from a lot of different Star Wars things, yes. he I... uh, He's quite adaptable. Oh, there he goes. It just seems so gracious of you to, to play the music of the place that turned you away because <laughs> they didn't allow droids inside. It's... Yeah, but he, he likes to ham it up and, and he <laughs> provides his own dance music, so that's kind of great. You're here today with a lot of members of the R2 Builders Club here at the museum. Yes, I, I didn't count, but I think we have about 30 droids here today. Yeah, and, and of course the modelers who spent a lot of time building them and bringing them to life, as it were. Yes, and there's a variety here. I see BB-8s up there running around. We have um, several R2-D2s, some R3s, some R5s, some Imperial droids, mouse droids. The, the whole gamut is here. Is this the biggest gathering that you guys have, or do you have other places? It's not the biggest in the country, but it's certainly the biggest in the Northwest by far. But this is one of the biggest in the country. Wow. And it's right here at the Museum of Flight, which is great. Yeah. You have some droids up there that are very much in progress, so it helps show people that actual humans did work to build these robots. Yes, and we like to do that here. Many events, we only allow completely finished fully operational droids that look just like they were in the movies. But here at the Museum of Flight, we, we like the educational component. So we have part, people display parts, half-finished droids, um, drive mechanisms, all kinds of things. There's uh, 3D printers up there and printed parts. And uh, that way we can kind of see inside the droids, kind of behind the scenes. How did you even get started in this? I always liked robots when I was a kid, but in 1977, I went to see Star Wars, and uh, I saw R2-D2 roll across the screen in the opening sequence and said, I got to build one of those one of these days. Fast forward about 25 years, and I said, you know, I'm getting kind of old. If I don't start pretty soon, I'm never going to build them, so I just started. What is your background? 
I, I did build models as a model builder as, as a kid, and I built mod, radio-controlled model boats and airplanes, but R2 was kind of a completely different project. People ask me if I'm an engineer, and I say, well, I am now, <laughs> but I wasn't when I started. So it's very approachable, truly. I mean, you don't have to have robotics experience to, to do this. Not at all, but you will learn along the way. I mean, I've learned programming, little computer chips, and building pieces out of metal and all kinds of things. Now, Archie, what do you think about having all these friends uh, here joining you in the club? He's pretty excited, except he's not too sure about BB-8 yet. He's figuring <laughs> that out. i got to be honest, BB-8 is the one that kind of intrigues me the most personally. I saw it rolling around up there, and when you look at a completely spherical object that has no apparent connection with the head... That really kind of mystifies me how that even works. And that BB-8 here at the museum works perfectly. Yeah. The little kids like him because he's shorter than R2. <laughs> so, you know, when you're like two years old, you're looking up at R2, and he's a little intimidating. But BB-8's very approachable for the little ones. Yeah. yeah. What are some other uh, interesting experiences you've had when you've shown R2 around? You know, probably the best one was several years ago here at the Museum of Flight. And R2 was here, and I was actually standing next to R2 while one of my friends was operating him. And this little boy comes rolling up in his wheelchair, and he was, he was pretty severely handicapped, tubes and all kinds of things, wires and tanks. And he rolls right up, and he goes, Hi, R2. My name is Max, just like that. Just <laughs> absolutely, totally believed R2 was real, which I believe that too. But... Uh, yeah, that's right. I said, Max, you can roll your wheelchair around, and uh, we'll, your dad can take a picture with R2. And he goes, I can stand. And so his dad unhooks everything, and he gets up out of the wheelchair, and he stands next to R2. And, I mean, we were all bawling our eyes out. <laughs> and he gets his picture taken with this big, giant grin on his face. And I said, every penny I spent, every hour I worked on him, was worth it just for that couple of minutes. Absolutely. And that's the kind of things I get to do. We've been to Children's Hospital, which is awesome. You mentioned that the, the character is so, I mean, clearly such a big part of people's lives that they will roll up to them and say hi. What, what do you think it is about Star Wars in particular that's just inspired so much? Boy, that's a really good question. But, you know, the, the movies were fantastic. But I think it comes right down to the characters. Uh, you know, R2 is... R2. He's a golden retriever made out of metal. And, uh, you know, he's, he's smart and he's funny and he's loyal and kids love him. But more than that, adults love him. Mm -hmm. I mean, the adults are the ones that are funny here because they're lining up their kids and then they get the kids and push them out of the way and they get their picture <laughs> taken with R2. Have you seen applications to the kind of technology that goes into R2 out in the wider world? Probably, and, and maybe the reverse. You know, I, I learned to program things like Arduinos because I needed to make lighting circuits for my robot. And so now I go to schools and do school visits, and the kids are learning the programming. But when they can see an application like R2 running around, then they really want to be able to program because yeah. they want to be able to do this stuff. Yeah. And they're, they're a generation that's going to be better at it than me. If Disney has any say, they'll have plenty more new droids to build. I think so. I don't think years. he's going away anytime soon. That's true. As you've built R2 and immersed yourself in this, are there any interesting points of trivia that you've discovered about the universe or about the making of, of R2-D2? One of my favorites is from Empire Strikes Back when he was shot out of the water by that dragon thing <laughs> right. that was underwater. They actually built an R2 and 
used an air cannon to shoot him out of the water. And that was before, you know, digital special effects. So I have the behind-the-scenes pictures of them shooting him out of this air cannon. Yeah. Things like that are really kind of fun. My favorite piece of trivia around R2, I noticed when Verizon was marketing their droid telephone, telephone yes. I noticed that it said copyright Lucasfilm. And I said, well, what's going on there? And I looked it up. And basically Verizon licensed the word droid from Lucasfilm so they could sell it, even though there's no overt Star Wars connection. It's just the word the droid. The word droid became literally a word for robot that Lucas almost invented. Yeah. And a little bit of funny trivia, that, that commercial that they made for the phone, they made a TV commercial that had R2 in it. And that was a club member built R2. Uh, a friend of mine who I know um, did that commercial. So it wasn't a Lucasfilm droid that did the commercial. It was a Builders Club droid. Wow. And another bit of trivia, in the newest series of Star Wars movies, they had to build a new droid because George Lucas didn't sell his droids to Disney. So Disney actually hired a couple of R2 Builder Club members from England to build the new droids in the new movies. So wow. So those were built by club members. That's pretty cool. Fascinating. Yeah. Can you imagine being in the desert, <laughs> having to yeah, stuff the, yourself into the, the a... second and third movies? They really didn't use him, and of course, the new movies uh, they didn't at all. But right. they tried to find somebody that would fit inside R two if they needed to do those two legged scenes, and they couldn't find anybody that fit his dimensions. So they had to build a new droid that used hydraulics instead hmm. of a person. Interesting. Yeah. What words would you have for somebody who's interested in building their own R two? Well, for young people, I would say science, technology, education is really important. So if you, if you think you're never going to do anything with math, you might. So learn it. Computer pro programming, learn it. For adults, it's like if it turns into be your passion, you'll do it. And you have to be passionate because it's not easy to build one, but it's a whole lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. You can find a link to the R2 Builders Club in this episode's show notes. And of course, if you want to meet R2, BB-8, or freak out a mouse droid and have it scurry away from you in person, you can be the first to hear about next year's event, which will probably take place in the spring, by subscribing to the museum's e-newsletter. If you visit the museum any other time, if you want some real Star Wars bonus points, visit the Charles Simone Space Gallery and see if you can find the reference to Star Wars in the permanent exhibit over there. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with our episodes and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded us from. You can contact the show at podcast at museumofflight.org. And until next time, this is your host, Sean, saying we'll see you out there, folks. <laughs>